0: oh man oh, what a week oh this thing uh that recording thing it's like i feel like you're cranking up a model t trying to get that thing going it's like is it
1: is it gonna catch yeah, yeah. Well. or starting up your old lawn boy when you're a kid yeah. it's like is this is it gonna be this time or the hundredth yeah. time like last time
0: yeah, which, um, hey, by the way, we are recording. Uh, that makes me think of something. But hey, welcome to Over 50 Starting Over. And I'm Merle. <laughs> You're
1: Merle Garrison, and I'm Barry Edwards.
0: I almost Why did does last this happen? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's the funniest thing. I am actually Barry, <laughs> Barry Edwards. And I'm Merle Garrison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you made me think there a second ago. We were talking about starting up things. I just, I apparently blew out the engine on my um, snowblower. And, oh yeah, man, it spent like $800 on that thing about five, six years ago. And uh, yeah, it served me well for the most part. But a year or two ago, we spent another like $180 on rebuilding the carburetor. And I used it once last year. And I was going to use it for the first time this year, the other day. Well, I, being the dummy that I am, I, I finally now read up on what's probably wrong with it. And it's the fact that it's had old gas in it for two, three years. That and makes a um, huge difference. It does make a huge difference. You could buy this stuff, but I forget what it's called, but it's kind yeah. of a condition that you should put in it. And well, I did that way too late and I'm sure I torched it. But at the end of the day, all I got to say is I, I said this to Lisa, I'm so done with gas engines. I really am. I don't care if it's a weed eater or whatever. I have nothing but problems like it. Oh, the first five times, this is great. This is so fun. And you know, whatever. Same with that snowblower. It's actually fun when it's working, but I it's have nothing. Fun.
1: But oh Yeah. 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 I think Wait, so. where do you find fun about that
0: i don't know man it's like being a kid you're throwing snow all over the place i do the sidewalks <laughs> up and down the street <clears throat> i do i do neighbor's aprons all the way up and down the side of the street but you know it didn't take me till i'm like the last person in the neighborhood to do the math on this if you got somebody that will do a push shovel, plow your driveway with their right, truck right. for $25, $30. And you need it done two or three times a year. You're coming out way better than me rebuilding a carburetor.
1: Yeah. Once mm-hmm.
0: a, you know, in all regards, but I do like having it. Cause when we get snow, when we get those, you know, those three pushes right. that you need, they're like yeah. back to back to back days. You know, it's just snowing for a whole week straight. That's when it happens. Anyways, so I went looking at uh the electric snow blowers uh in the reviews and everything on YouTube. They've come of age these I mean, days. I, I mean battery operated. And yeah, oh, yes, yeah. Okay, so you can yeah. get these, you know, kind of big ones with two dual batteries in there that'll last 45 minutes apiece. That's way more than I need. And you know, I saw the reviews just as powerful as my old one for six hundred dollars rather than eight hundred dollars for
1: mm-hmm.
0: the Gas operated one with all the pain in the ass stuff that comes along with it. So, that's my diatribe on gas powered engines. You made me think of it as soon as we signed on here. So
1: there you go. Well,
0: how are you I gotta doing? tell you,
1: Barry. I am. Well, well, here's how I'm doing. I'm really glad that I don't have to worry about snowblowers because <laughs> I, you know what? I never had one. And uh you know, growing up, we had a gigantic driveway, and it was yeah. But it was your on parents had everything. you and Scott yeah yeah so this <laughs> was the deal is that we i would beg for a snowblower dad dad yeah. they're because all the neighbors had one and uh you know we didn't and i said dad uh we, we can you go buy a snowblower and he goes why would i do that i got two of them right here in the kitchen and now go blow <laughs> <laughs> he is real funny <laughs>
0: I I could totally see him doing that, though. It's very predictable. Yeah. But sure, you know, I I don't know. I I think that shoveling a driveway, if you do it right, uh, it's terrific exercise at a time of year when we're getting a lot less exercise than normal here in the, you know, more northern uh, part of the country. Right. 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 So I've I've always thought, yeah.
1: You know, i mean you, you. You said the magic word, though, is if you do it right, because there's a right way and there's a wrong way. Oh, and yeah. you kill you know, a brain. lot of people could uh, I mean, people drop dead of heart attacks doing this kind of stuff, yeah. and and the snow, the kind of snow you guys get out there. I mean, I can remember snow wet. up my chest and that wet snow. Even the snowblower has a hard time with that. Yeah. Uh, sure. that's some, that's some tough stuff right there. Not to mention you can blow out your back pretty easily.
0: Oh, very easily. And Yeah. That's why I stressed you got to do it right. And you know, I've gotten the sore back from it as well, but uh, overall, like I said, it's kind of in some ways it's welcome exercise when I'm getting a lot less this time of year. Hey, well, uh, I,
1: I, I, no, Oh, I'm sorry. Ahead. I wanted to bring up something here, uh, which is that, uh, I had this fantastic opportunity that started out as really a negative, And we were talking about blowing out backs. I actually uh, did that over the week because I was jealous because you had stubbed your toe so badly last week. It's I only thought, just starting to feel better, by the way. Okay. The picture you sent me was mm-hmm. gnarly, man. I thought it was <laughs> black and blue. I, I did
0: it. it right. I did it right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well uh, so for me I uh, I blew out my back uh over the weekend and uh and <laughs> I was in bed pretty much all weekend and the wow. cool th- okay so that part was bad uh, sure. but the cool thing was is that I was a captive audience all weekend long and the the deal for me was uh you know I was feeling yeah I've been I've been you know really focused on this whole impeachment thing and all and and you know what it's depressing i it mean it, it, it's, it's it's it gives you a dark feeling and when you hear these people speak uh, uh it just brings you right down you know and mm-hmm. and so i was having a real problem with this whole you know, dark feeling and just feeling uh, really tired as well. Just lethargic. It's, it's the time of year the,
0: though, too. All the it's wind dark. out of my
1: it's, Yeah, It's the time of the year. And then listening mm-hmm. to all this stuff and being concerned about the country. Sure. So now I'm on my back and my mom recommended a book to me uh, by an author, uh, Norman Vincent Peale. You might've uh, heard the name before. A very famous. Sounds familiar. Author. Yeah, and he you know he's a he's a pastor. Uh he's passed away long since, but he's he was a pastor of a church in New York, but he's he's most noted for this book that he wrote called The Power of Positive Thinking. Mm. So um do you have that app called uh Audible? Yes. Okay, I think that's such a great app. So I do too. I I was I was in such misery that you know I'm a big reader, but I didn't even want to read. So I downloaded this book, and I listened to it, um, and I got to tell you, Barry, it really brought me out of those uh, doldrums there. Really? I just, yeah, there was just a lot of uh, really uh, just, okay, here's the whole concept. Before it's,
0: I forget, I think that you can forward that to me. With yeah. Audible, I think the yeah, deal yeah. is that. Please I can't do. do
1: that. Okay. Yeah. For, I recommend this to everybody, mm-hmm. actually. But um there's some serious concepts here, and I think it's important for us, you know, especially for you know over fifty starting over. Many of us are starting over right now, and it's really easy mm-hmm. to um get all up into your brain and think about how uh, you know, we focus on little areas of our life and we say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a failure in that area or I feel yeah. bad about myself or I feel very insecure about this area. And this book helps to focus your attention on the good things that normally outweigh the the bad things and cause you to use that as your strength. And nice. so- Here's here's a couple of uh, analogies here. Um, I heard this uh, guy um, who who was a mentor of mine a long time ago, and he said it this way. You know, you can't just drink cyanide, right? It's going to kill you. However, if you were to take that same amount of cyanide and dump it into a swimming pool full, full of water and then take a drink of that, It's not going to kill you, okay? So the whole concept is that you, when you get yourself into that down mode, it's probably because you filled your head full of that cyanide. And what you need to do is you need to dilute that or even drain that out uh, in order to uh, get yourself into a, a position of power, you know, when you're in that negative mode, it saps all of the energy out of you. It really does. That positive mode. It's the spark of energy and creativity that happens. Now, I have to admit, this is a faith-based book. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Norman Vincent Peale is a Christian. And, and, but he makes a statement at the beginning of the book that, okay, we're, he's a Christian, but faith is the key. Uh, you know, you don't have to be a Christian, in other words. Mm-hmm. Faith is really the spark for creativity. Believing in a power that's above you. For, yeah. for us, it's Jesus. And <clears throat> and that this power uh, that's above you is the source of all power, is the source mm-hmm. of all creativity, is the source of wisdom, And that you can have that power on the inside of you in order to propel you to success in every single area of your life. And so that alone is is huge. Focusing on that and meditating on that and visualizing that first thing in the morning before you get out of bed um, and, and really focusing on that that God has prepared a day for you. There may be obstacles, but he's overcome all of those obstacles on your behalf, and those obstacles will put you into a stronger position as you go forward. uh, Sets your compass for the whole day. Again, also... When you go to bed at night, yeah,
0: um, yep, yep, yep.
1: What you tune into right before you go to sleep is super important, mm-hmm. and uh, and and so this is they told a story. A, a guy; these people were all sitting around the table, and they were t- on a business trip, and they were all talking about how they couldn't sleep at night, and and this guy was saying, "Well, I I figured out the secret of that, and for him, it was to read the Bible every night before he went to sleep." and uh, he actually spoke of a particular psalm psalm 23 which is a very famous one so i was having a hard time going to sleep in fact uh, because of that i was taking some advil pm in order to fall asleep mm-hmm. that just makes you really groggy in the morning and yeah it
0: does there. nyquil i've done uh, that oh i go difficult. to the gym in the morning i'm yeah, like oh
1: oh uh, exactly like a
0: hangover yeah
1: so i I tried it. I, you know, I used to do this a long time ago and you know, I hate to say it, but I stopped doing that. So I started doing that again, Barry. I've been having the best night's sleep ever because I read these things. Then I pray about it afterwards. And I lie in my bed and I focus on the most amazing things that I just read. Ugh, I just drift off into sleep and I sleep all night long. I don't even wake up. And when I wake up in the morning, I feel like a million dollars. So I I just wanted to pass that along to everybody. Again, it's called The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. Okay, Uh, I wrote that down. I will put that in the show notes. Oh, good, good, good. Um, This is something that I think, whether you're a Christian, whether you're of another faith, this will help everybody. And everybody needs that power. There was something uh, that I found in the Bible uh, as I was studying this all out. I just happen to have mine in front of me, and it says, there's just a couple of things here, is that, um, have you known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might He increases strength. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And here's another one I underlined. That was from Isaiah chapter 40. But uh, 41 also says, fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. And then finally, fear not, I will help you. So believing that God is with you, God is for you, and God is helping you. And waking up in the morning and knowing that and just repeating that to yourself maybe 10 times just gets into your heart. And then it's almost like that battery that you talked about on the, on the, the snowblower. You, you've got the battery on the inside of you now. And you let that battery do the work through you. And then you can just be yourself. It's yeah, a beautiful
0: I I agree with you. And we've talked about it before. What you put into your mind at the end of the day, as you go to sleep, when you open up your sub- subconsciousness, it's very important and it's very hard to not to find stuff that isn't dark these days. No longer are we go into bed after watching a Disney show or cartoon where you know the person overcomes a challenge and becomes a hero and we go to bed with smiles on our faces. We just yeah. it just isn't that way anymore. It's very it really difficult. It? So one thing I was going to suggest I I think I have before I go through bouts of insomnia and for free on YouTube and you really need to do this with earbuds, but you can find self hypnosis, uh, audios. Of course there's video there, it's YouTube, but it's just watching a bunch of goop go around on the screen or whatever usually, but most, uh, self hypnosis audios, uh, have really soothing music in the background. Uh, Michael Seeley is one of my favorite authors of, uh, hypnosis. Uh, and, a lot of them are overcoming limited feelings of limited beliefs or, uh, anxiety, all these things, they're all related. You right. know, any, any trouble that we have that's keeping us up at night is going to go back to anxiety. So yeah. it is all about, you know, reducing this kind of thing. And, and, I totally agree with you when you get up in the morning, uh, anything inspirational, whether it's Christian faith-based or again, YouTube, man, you could get a lot of Tony Robbins type people that have some really incredible things that you can watch in 10 minutes that will pump you up before you go and get at things. It's I, I'm just going to make that point that I think in today's world where we're very marketing-driven which preys on our fears, it's really, really tough. You got to make a conscious effort to find that positivity out there because everybody's trying to make you think that everything's hopeless unless you buy their product or service don't you well, think
1: it, yeah i totally agree with you and and it's it, we're permeated by this right i mm-hmm. mean it, you watch any television show and and you see the people that are on there and they're all just beautiful and you think yeah. what's wrong with me and, and then our you politics or news our hey, just points. any news station that you turn to it doesn't even have news. to be politics the right. it's chicken little man the sky is falling <laughs> This and yet we gonna...
0: live in the best time ever we we're really people's do. biggest problem is not having the newest iphone Isn't or 150 fifty dollar tennis shoes right know? right yeah. oh you know
1: and speaking of uh you were talking about uh, the, the youtube and and self-hypnosis mm-hmm. i found this other app called abide again it's a christian app but it's uh, it's it's for um, people that have insomnia or anxiety, and so I found that. And I, I haven't listened. I downloaded this. I haven't really listened to the anxiety part, but the the sleep part. As I said, I was having problems with that. It wasn't just last weekend. It was. It's been the last few weeks, and so I found this app called Abide, and it's got the and they have a sleep app and then it, it has the most soothing for sounds you know you can pick like rain or a, oh, a, nice. a, a stream or or uh, waves and then waves love yeah, waves me too right it's just soothing but then mm-hmm. there's this voice that comes on and 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 starts to talk about affirmations that are in the bible like for instance salvation is yours rest now you know stuff like that <laughs> and i found myself just like i'd fall asleep sure. in five minutes listening yeah. to this stuff the yeah. problem i had is i'd wake up in the morning and those earbuds would be so painful in my ear so there's got to be a different pair of that yeah get a I, different
0: pair. you can get the ear i live on earbuds today oh, whether could.
1: it's listening to my
0: podcast or uh my laptop is plugged into my ears at night and I have different earbud buds for different applications, but they normally come these days with different size tips that you can take off that oh, fit your ears. Really? Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's so those, those things, things that
1: stick out that, like, I normally sleep on my side, so when I yeah. lay down on it, it's like mm-hmm. I wake. It doesn't hurt immediately, but after all night, it's like yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: you might want to look into another pair. Yeah, I, I, yeah, another for... pair. Of,
1: earphones
0: i need them embedded into my ears uh uh, surgically because i use them all the time you know that's (laughs) coming
1: it's totally coming where people remember when uh they first had the the first um uh that thing you put in your ear for your cell phone i don't know what it was called but Everyone people, had it. it you, was like, yeah,
0: people would want to purposely walk around the store talking on it. the phone. And, and they looked yeah, like
1: Lieutenant Uhura, you know, they had that big thing sticking out of yeah, their ear. Right. I remember mo- when I moved from Cleveland to Chicago uh, back around 2000, uh, this is when this first started catching on. And it hadn't really caught on in Cleveland yet, so I wasn't used to this. But I remember at lunchtime, I went out on the street, and it's I thought everyone was crazy because they were all talking to themselves really loud
0: <laughs> right 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 now it's just like a day at the gym
1: yeah know? yeah well imagine when they're implanted in our heads people are just going to be like what <laughs> <laughs> no
0: it does make me think of though i got immune to it uh, a couple of years ago i went on the the five borough bike ride in new york with yeah, a group of friends that. that was a lot of fun <laughs> I had one earbud in my ear at all times and Lisa calls, you know, and I don't think about this. So I, and apparently it happened a few times. I spent most of the time with my friend, David Edelman. We're on that ferry going, we're done with everything. We're on the ferry going to the statue of Liberty or something. And I did not realize it, but I got my sunglasses on, got my garb on and, and all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, honey, how you doing? <laughs> <And> David's like, <laughs> David's looking right at me. goes, dude, are you talking to Lisa again? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> right. I don't even realize it. You know, that's, that's uh, the day and age we live in. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is. I love it. it. I love it. Hey, you know what? I was, um, this is weird that last night, all right. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I got an email from Lakeland Community College where I used to teach for a long time. Right. Yeah. And, but there, it was from a group. They have so many different after hours, kind of different groups and a small business association uh, that does a, a lot of thing for entrepreneurs. And I got a, an email about uh, starting a new career at, at symbol, at 50 plus. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what oh, <laughs> you know, they're stealing uh, like it from you over fifty starting over? I thought I made that up. Uh, this whole thing. Uh, I've heard the of similar things here and there once in a while, but this one and it was it's sponsored by AARP. Oh, and so I signed up for it. I went to it last night and good. it was really good. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh yeah, the, I mean well, first of all, I was thinking that it was going to be really loosey goosey, and um, but I figured you know I was going to see just what I could see, and I knew the guy a little bit that was one of the co presenters and is a very likable guy, very knowledgeable, he's an engineer, and uh. And they followed this really terrific book, about a 40-page book, very well done, uh, very professionally put together. And, you know, I thought it was going to be a five-page Xerox of, you know, something that someone threw together. Right. Um, no, it was, it was really good. There was about 25 people, I'm guessing. And I wanted to, you know, he knew, he knew who I was and, and he's like, hey, we're going to be calling on you. And I wanted to make sure that I wasn't overstepping my bounds um, because most of the people in there are either retired or, uh, you know, we went around and introduced ourselves and asked what we're looking to get out of this. A lot of people were retired looking for that part-time work. Or, or whatever mm-hmm. and some right. people are like, Well, I would like to get on to something else, but I don't know what it is, and of course, I introduced myself, well, this is what I specialize in, and uh i did i i w- I made sure that I only commented in a few places where I was truly adding something without looking like i'm ah so taking per- over the class taking
1: over yeah for yeah, yeah. Sure.
0: So it was really fun. and It was really good. And so what I got out of it was, uh, first, I want to stress that go ahead and look at look on AARP if you're interested in these kinds of things, because I come at this kind of stuff from a very much a marketing point of view. AARP comes at it from a very introductory point of view about questions that I don't i have been self-employed for 30 years. So there's right, things that right. I think about. And from the very beginning of, well, what do I need to do to apply to, you know, the difference between an LLC, a sole proprietor, different kinds of incorporations, Um how to apply, what to expect tax wise. Uh So your very, very initial uh, questions, they, They do approach some things about, well, how do I find this passion of mine? They have some rudimentary things, and I have a much more... Uh, comprehensive uh, free download on over 50 starting that addresses that kind of thing. So it's very complimentary. I'm going to keep my eyes out for more of this with uh, whether Lakeland continues to carry this ball or whether I just have to look deeper into AARP, which I normally try to avoid because I'm not old enough to be
1: partaking in that. I I was about to say that. It's like the first time I got something from AARP, yeah. it wasn't a good day for me. <laughs> like I what? I, this is yeah. it's almost like those this old bi commercials. commercials. Yeah, yeah it's I, good, got, but I don't need
0: it. Right. I got my neighbor's email or mail for sure. So, yeah, no, right. it was it's really good. A lot of us are, you know, thinking about these kind of, you know, so many people get squeezed out today. And uh, so that's an issue. Okay, related. I'm gonna segue right into this real quick. I found when I was going through current events stuff, I found this um link about uh the most rewarding part-time jobs you could do after retiring. And and it's one of those kind of clickbaity kind of things where you got to click through like 25 different things, but there's a couple good ones. Of course, it starts with freelancer or consultant. You know, the number one thing should be obvious that you know, most people that want to go out on their own. Had built up decades of experience in whatever it is, in whatever form of business that they've been working in. Well, being a personal consult, a business consultant uh, on your own is the most natural way to go about things. It's just a matter of building your list for marketing purposes and knowing how to promote yourself. That's that's a tricky part that I help people out with. But so that's the obvious one. But there's a couple good ones in here. I'm just going to throw them out real quick because. I was like, hey, I would like to do that. Like working at a resort. Well oh, that would be wouldn't be bad. that be great? Yeah. Substitute teacher. I don't know about that. No, thank it's you. Something to do. But that sounds like hell. Right. Tour guide. That's okay. not that's, that's not right up my alley. I could and do that. You know what? You could. And in L.A., you it's a, it's you probably got a lot of competition. But at yeah. the same time, I think you
1: could excel at it.
0: But at Every, the same
1: time, too, there's so many people that come here that there's got to be room, you know? You have, very true, you have an endless
0: audience, and you would excel. You would be in the upper, with your personality, you'd be in the upper 90%. So you would build off a very good review. See, so you need your good online presence that is then perpetuated and fueled by the reviews, which you would be like, right. so just give me a review. And and so, okay, so other things, there's pet sitter and dog walker. That's all cool stuff. And it get, you get exercise in shape, yeah. As you don't get bit. or <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> think about, this is something that we talked about in that class last night is liabilities. Do you need insurance? What if the dog gets hit by a car or sick on your watch? Holy crap. Oh, Horrified. Yeah, so there's that kind of stuff. There's a bookstore yeah, assistant, nah. private tutor, boring. But there was one uh, interpreter, a translator, uh, library librarian assistant. I bet they're pretty bored these days, except for uh, kids. Uh, the you know kids Did, that does come-
1: anyone go to the library anymore? I mean.
0: I do on rare occasion, but it's yeah. usually to use uh, their printer or something because everything else I get online. I even like I used to get their books on CD for run, in, when I'm in my car, uh, but even that anymore, I, I'm, I just put my podcasts on and, and, or audible, right. as right. we were talking I, about while I'm driving around in my car. Um, here's one that you would like working in or alongside the clergy. It's interesting. Yeah. I've done that. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Uh, Oh, riding jobs, child care, Uber or Lyft driver. I don't know how people make money doing Uber or Lyft. I I, I
1: think my stepfather does Uber and uh, he, in fact, he lives in Blue Ridge, North. uh, I'm sorry, Blue Ridge, Georgia, which is about two and a half hours from Atlanta. And uh, so he's taken people to the airport. Blue Ridge is a resort town. He takes people to the airport. It's a two and a half hour drive. I think the the, the ride is about a hundred bucks one way. And mm. you know, I think there's some pretty good profit in that too. So,
0: okay. I just think that with the wear and tear in your car and after which gas, is all a right well okay that's true it is okay all right so i don't know it's an
1: interesting thing you could probably with the miles and everything you could probably pay your car payment uh Mm. and that's all taken care of just from the miles and Mm. then you're making a profit by taking people back and forth to the airport plus People mm-hmm. give pretty big tips uh, for that kind of thing. So, um, and and here's the other thing too, Larry, my stepfather. He's mm-hmm. such a great conversationalist as well, and he's oh, so positive you have all the time. Sure. And so, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure Larry's getting some pretty big tips for for doing this. You know, so and yeah. he enjoys it. He enjoys mm-hmm. it. Hmm. Okay.
0: On to a couple others. I, I, if you enjoy that kind of the social aspect, I think that's probably a pretty good thing. I was just going to say too, if you're not a drinker and you want to take those big nights of the year, St. Patty's day, new year's Eve, because the rates fluctuate. So they go way up during those high times,
1: high times, so to speak. That's funny. <laughs> wait wait so there is a downside to, to that though and i talked to an uber driver about that oh the irritating uh, people not only drivers? the irritating people but the people that are going to barf in your car oh
0: true it's a, it's Ooh, a big boy. deal yeah i would have buckets on both sides in the back seat and <laughs> courtesy for buckets. Sure. here's one where i'm gonna end it with this because let's get on to more fun stuff but um park ranger I didn't know, oh, I would think that's a young man's job. You are a woman, you know, there's yeah. a lot of hiking to be done, but I would love that. I don't care what okay. time of year Wouldn't it is. that be I would great. Love that.
1: I've yeah. thought about that a lot. There's a lot of uh, national parks and state parks around where I live and I thought, yeah. I see these guys and they are like our age and older. Uh, There's young people as well. But I think, man, what a life you get to just be out here in nature. And then there's the the tranquility of just hearing the wind, through the trees and deer. There's a deer over there. Uh, You don't get to see that at the office. So, yeah. Oh, I think it would be
0: tremendous. Oh, I would. I would love that. I'm a huge outdoor uh, person for sure. Yep. uh yeah. you know la uh there's a couple of things winding up here a model older model or an extra in tv or film right. uh yeah or dancing you, you,
1: larry larry barry barry larry <laughs> whoever you are oh uh, actually Merle.
0: i'm earl garrison this,
1: <laughs> this <week>. so <laughs> Uh, Okay, out here in Los Angeles, there is a movie being filmed almost on every corner here. Like, you see the movie trucks and everything. I mean, I would imagine with the extra thing, you know, my son was an extra in a movie. uh, And yeah, okay. I knew you were going to ask me the name of it. I'll I'll let you know. To be continued. I'll let you know what the name of okay. it is. And personally, Brandon, I'm sorry. I still have not seen that movie. Uh, so if you could bring that over to the house sometime, because I want to see him in there. But he's in there several times apparently. And this is what people do around here. They they they're extras in movies and everything. You, you know, I I met Larry David, uh, yeah. and he's one of my favorites. I love Seinfeld and everything. And I had an app- opportunity. I, I just happened to be in the supermarket. And I was standing next to him. I didn't know it. And I looked over to my side. And there he was. And I just yelled, Larry! And uh, <laughs> he... he because, you know, you see these people on TV, you think you know them, you know? Yeah, and he true. looked at me like, uh, do I know you? And I said, like, sure. Larry, you don't know me, but I just wanted to thank you for all the years of laughter that you've given to me and my family. Thank you. And I introduced myself as Merle, and he, he shook my hand, and he said, whoa, thank you, Merle. And uh, I I was like... He knows my name. And uh, <laughs> then I was going to ask him for a job on the show, but my feet just started moving away. So that was my big chance. I blew it. That's all.
0: <laughs> well, I got to be honest with you. you uh, from my point of view, you really uh, lagged there. I didn't hear what you said after he shook uh, your hand and you, your yeah. feet started moving or something.
1: Yeah, that's right. I I was I I was I wanted to be on a show, but uh, my oh. feet had more class than my brain. They they my feet just exited out of there, and by the time I knew it, Good. I was at my car, and Good. I lost all Hollywood uh, yeah. chance there. But uh, hey, that, go ahead. speaking of Hollywood, you know there is one thing I wanted to bring up here, and that you know we talked about movies one time, but it, we never actually aired it, and I just wanted really? to say that. I saw a, a movie recently that just made me feel so good. And it's oh, the movie's like us. 30 years old. Okay. So, I, it, Field of Dreams. Have you seen oh, that movie? Sure. Okay. Not in the last so, 20 years. Yeah. It came, it, I think it was 88 or 87. So, sure. it's like 30 year old movie. Sure. And I remember when the commercials came out with this, if you build it, he will come. Sure. And I, I thought that was the dumbest thing. And so I never watched it. And, I, and again, I was sort of a captive audience over the weekend, and I watched that movie talk about a positive faith inspiring. Uh, movie and the, especially the part about how him and his dad and his mm-hmm. dad had passed away and I don't know I'm sure almost everyone's seen this movie but you know you it's and I it's been about twenty years for me really, so I yeah. don't
0: remember every new one. Uh, yeah.
1: There's a scene where he's playing catch with his dad that just ripped me apart. By the way, it just it, it just reminded me of my dad and playing catch with him and and just like that those good. That, that good feeling mm-hmm. you know back to the whole positive mental attitude thing barry you and i were talking off the air about things that we used to do when we were kids and how we used to play like there's like a junkyard you used to play in i, I was yeah. playing in a condemned house we we're playing out <laughs> sure. in the woods we're lighting fires sure. we're, yeah. we're down on the train tracks you know what well, those inspire such good feelings and you know I think everyone should just take a break every once in a while and and just go back to that kind of stuff because man i i had the best time and it, it's just it's such happiness as a kid yeah. and,
0: and there's no reason
1: for that to go away you know
0: well you and i to to summarize so people know what we're talking about we ver- our chi- our childhoods were very much like the movie stand by me yeah, we were much. outside on the on the train tracks all day till like you had until when, when you absolutely the had to come home. Down. yeah yeah. And there are endless adventures out there. But the, the truth of the matter is, is that we were outside trying to find ways. Cr- you get creative. You don't even know you're being creative, but you're creatively finding ways to entertain yourself. Right. And you're, you're learning social skills with your friends while you're doing it. But you know what, Merle? Here's the big thing. Here's something that never escapes me. As adults, we forget how to play.
1: How yeah. to play. Yeah. You know? And
0: play more. uh, Yeah, well, who wants I love to this day, I love throwing frisbee. I can't find it is rare for me to find somebody that'll throw frisbee with me. It's it's playing, man. I mean, I'm like a dog with a chasing a ball if you throw bring out a frisbee. I'll be running my ass off. I mean, I love volleyball, my shoulder doesn't, but I, I absolutely love volleyball but as adults we forget how to play we we feel foolish a little bit i think and we really should um
1: organize a game of kickball Uh, kickball right yeah i loved kickball didn't you love it like i remember when i used to get up to to kick the ball everyone would move back (laughs) that made me feel really good (laughs) <laughs> i gotta do
0: that myself i haven't done that in decades either but you know about once a year or every other year i find somebody usually my buddy dan we will actually throw frisbee and That's he likes to cool. as well, well yeah I but it's not often
1: some mm-hmm. of the best times played frisbee i had with you oh. and uh barry and i used to be roommates at this uh Questionable apartment <laughs> complex. <laughs> <Good laughs> we would play it at night when we would come home. <laughs> you'd hear, yes. you'd hear people like fighting upstairs or whatever, and like it, physically fighting. Uh, but anyway, uh, there was a big like uh, courtyard area, and and uh, Barry and I would go out there and play frisbee. But uh, there would be like a million kids, like every there was like Can a I billion single parents there. Yeah, yeah, and there'd just be like these crowds of people that, as I would throw the frisbee to Barry, and it, it would he'd be running after it. There'd be like twenty kids running after Barry. <laughs> that was the fun. One or two time, with man. a switchblade,
0: I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, a, a different place, it's man. Time. It was the project. Oh, we had some really, really good times. Hey, um, so I just want to remind everybody, play do things uh that are get outside when 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 you know we're talking about th- anxiety we're talking about you know hypnosis videos on youtube or or the book that is very faith based that are all these things that straighten your mind out but getting outside ah, does it go shoot. for a hike in the park that's what we got on this because they have park ranger job which i god i would i should check into that i would love that i would absolutely oh, yeah. love that Getting outside makes everything right with us. I I mentioned briefly, we're talking about those uh, sounds that make everything right. To me, I didn't hesitate on that. Waves, I would many times while growing up, I would just go to either the lake or when I'm on vacation, So because I live by Lake Erie, or when I'm on vacation. We always go to Florida. Listening to the rhythmic sound of waves coming. I remember I went to Puerto Vallarta one time many years ago, and I was on a particular beach that had all these pebbles, and when the waves would come in, when they would go out, you heard this gurgling sound of them going out over all these pebbles. Oh, dude, it was like you could have – made me cluck like a chicken right there. You you know, you you could hypnotize me to do anything in that moment. It was so uh, entrancing. So I I just want to put a bow on that with getting outside. We are, we have gotten so far into an unnatural artificial lifestyle and be surprised that when you just uh, get outside for a little bit how it puts things back into perspective
1: you know, this is really interesting because i this week just happened to be studying there's a study of sound and uh this this experiment that i'm trying to s- s- Cymatic. Uh, they, okay, I'm not going to remember it. But what it was is they have this machine, and it's a platform that uh, is more, sort of like the, the your speaker and your your stereo, uh, where it it vibrates to the sound. And what they would do is they would put these different materials on this flat surface and then they would play sounds. Uh, Sometimes they would play music or speaking. And the interesting thing was the sand would make these patterns
0: Mm. that
1: had to do with the the actual sound that was being made. And they were very intricate patterns. Some of them would, would be continuously moving and uh the the scientist the the guy's name is uh Hans Jenny uh, His whole premise had to do with how uh God spoke everything into existence and his his theory is that everything is made up of sound. The interesting thing was how different materials in the with the same sound acted differently. Um, they they formed different shapes, they formed different patterns. Mm. The bottom line that I got out mm. of it is how important sound is, as you're talking about mm. the waves, or we hear mm. rain, or even a thunderstorm, mm-hmm. which, by the way, we never hear out here, there's no thunder, which I miss. Um, mm. But just those sounds have mm. every natural sounds. Uh, mm. I think there's a healing element to it, and yet... Mm. We're surrounded by these artificial sounds all the time, you know, helicopters yeah. and planes oh. and a and irritating. Drum. Yes. Yeah. And so there's a reason uh, mm. that it's important to get out into the woods or into nature mm. and just be silent and listen to the harmony of nature. It's, it's yeah. healing.
0: It, it really is. We got some other things that we need to talk about event-wise, but I, I do have to say it. What you say makes me come back to, when we're talking about the power of positive thinking, I have been very much conscious about my vibrational harmony to use some very new age kind of uh, terminology. And I told you, I think it was last week or the week before that I decided that I would take January, my January new year's resolution was to not drink because January is such a dark month for me to wake up on January 2nd and to be faced with this very dark cold month is not the way I wanted to start 2020. to battle right. that kind of depression, right, right. battle the seasonal affective disorder, and so on. So I didn't want to add the depressant of alcohol to that. Very and wise. I want to lift my vibrational harmonies. This gets back to you talk about the secret. Okay. The book, the, the philosophy of the secret. And when you visualize things and you feel it and you're in that space, that's when these things manifest themselves. Okay. You can, uh, this dances alongside, uh, religion. Uh, you know, you yes, can find does. an yes. easy balance and crossover right there. So when you talk about the sound or uh, things in nature affecting sand or whatever, in these different ways, it, Okay, everything is made up of energy in this world. So it is very important that we realize that we do vibrate at different frequencies. And yes. to try and keep ourselves vibrating at a higher frequency will make everything in our lives go a whole lot better. I guess that's Agreed. all I'm saying to wrap that yeah. up. It's all yeah. interrelated. It sure you you uh, sent me a text the other day about Space Force. Yeah, what would you think of that? Uh, I found uh, nobody talks about it that much. I'm sure listeners right now are going, what are they, watching the Jetsons or something? Or what are they <laughs> talking about? The latest Star Wars quadrilogy or something? Uh, We're talking about you know now it's it's Trump's thing. Okay, it wasn't always Trump's thing, but since he's now president, uh, I suppose everybody was somewhat behind Space Force three years ago, and now a whole big faction of the country is probably against it. But it is, it's literally about uh, the sixth branch of our military developing a sixth branch of sixth branch of our military in space. And it's incredibly important because we have satellites up there, such as our entire GPS system, which countless companies are hugely dependent upon. And if anybody else, this is when you brought it up, Merle, by the way, I started watching a bunch of YouTube videos. Oh, good. I didn't even finish your art- article that you sent me, so please speak to that. But what I really—I've always thought we had better. I've thought this for years now, since it first became a subject. We had better establish our dominance up there before somebody else does, or we will no longer be the superpower. Plain That's exactly
1: so. right. That's exactly yes. right. And and every military conquest. Uh, the leaders of the military conquest know that if you can capture the high ground, that you have the military advantage. Sure. And so, as we take a look at um, previous wars, uh, looking at World War One, World War II, we can see that you know the airplane uh, and the tank had just been um, had just been invented, and this was going to be incorporated and was incorporated into those wars. It's an interesting thing, though, as you take a look at it, is that uh, these types of technology from a bureaucratic point of view were really outside of the box and so there wasn't a lot of stock put into this type of technology leading into Mm -hmm. both wars of course you know uh world war one we were only involved in world war one at the end of the war uh the last year and a couple of months but then leading into world war ii Uh, there was this big conflict about where is the airplane going to fit into this? Mm. Also, where is the tank going to fit into this? And is it really something we need? You know, typically it was the, the infantry that's the most important thing. So guys like General MacArthur and General Pershing, They didn't put a lot of stock into this. And unfortunately, what we saw going into World War II is that our enemies had put a lot of stock into it. The Germans had uh, put a lot into their uh, Luftwaffe, and they'd also put a lot into their tanks, the Tigers and the Panzers. The unfortunate thing for us is because we didn't put our stock into that leading into the war in fact we had an isolationist uh, um, policy leading into world war ii that when we did go into battle our sherman tanks were no match for the uh, german panzers and the german tiger tanks in fact our uh, when we would shoot our uh, our projectiles at their tanks they would bounce right off when they would shoot our sherman tanks They would be destroyed. Not only that, here's another statistic, is that the airmen that were killed over the campaign in Europe um, equaled the exact amount, not the exact amount, roughly the same amount of Marines that were killed in the entire uh campaign of world war ii we lost a tremendous amount of people uh flying over europe because we had not invented our technology back to the tank again we needed to use our invent our infantry because of the sherman tanks were so weak we needed to use our infantry in order to get close enough to their sherman uh, to their tigers and their Panzers, because that's the only way that our tanks could be effective. We almost had to shoot at them at point-blank range to, to, to damage them, which caused a ton of death in the hmm. infantry. In other words, so many more Americans would have come home alive uh, had we invested in that technology. And um, and probably the war would have lasted a much shorter period of time. And when you think about what Hitler was doing to the Jews in Nazi Germany, six million Jews, had we cut that in half. And by the way, the final solution didn't happen until the, the second half of the war we may have been able to save all of their lives. So this uh, this article came out um, from Hillsdale College. They have a monthly uh, a, a periodical that comes out called Imprimus. It's free, by the way. You can go to hillsdalecollege.com, look up Imprimus, sign up for it. It will come to you every every uh, every month. By the way, Hillsdale College. Uh, I love Hillsdale College. They don't take one red penny from the federal or state government. They're completely self-funded. I'm a big supporter financially of Hillsdale College. Uh, they came into being shortly before uh, uh, the Civil War, and they've been a college ever since. They're up in Michigan. And they have free online classes, by the way, which I take. Uh, you can learn all about the Constitution and the meaning behind it. It's one of the best educational programs you'll get in history. And so this monthly magazine came out, and this week, this month it was Lieutenant General Stephen L. Quest, and he's a retired general of the, uh, of the Air Force. And he wrote this article. He's, this guy's highly credentialed. And he wrote this article about the Space Force, which would be the sixth uh, armed forces for the United States, which, by the way, has been approved by Congress, which I had no idea. Did you have any idea about this, Barry? No, I didn't. I had no idea either, it's already been approved by Congress, but the problem is, and and of course it was Trump's idea, the problem is is that the bureaucrats are thinking very bureaucratically. Bureaucrats don't think outside the box. And, and so they want to do things the same old way that they've always done it. And what they want to do is they want to use it as an extension of the air force, supporting their activities in the air and in the ground, which, okay, that's how they're, that's how we're using satellites today. So they're Mm -hmm. really not looking at doing anything differently than what they're doing. In contrast, uh, uh, general quest has, uh, looked at China. And China has invested uh, really all of their resources on the space program. And what we're seeing is that they're invested, their goal, by the way, is by 2049 to have absolute dominance of space. It oh, that's Yes, it coincidentally uh, lines up with the centennial of the communist revolution in China. So think about the implications of this. Yeah, we'll all
0: be speaking Chinese.
1: Well, not only that, but think about the type of government that they agree with. Uh, It is completely tyrannical. And so uh, whoever rules space will also dominate the rest of the world, meaning the type of government, the type of of liberties that we have in America here would be absolutely taken away. Now the Mm -hmm. Chinese are developing battleships and destroyers, space battleships, space destroyers uh, that can move very quickly and hit hard. Not only that, But when you take a look at the economic ramifications of this, what we found is that uh, the uh, prosperity of nations is typically wrapped up in energy and technology and transportation. And so space offers up this gigantic economic boom. And we found that um, national security and prosperity are 100 percent linked together so this uh this uh this space uh mission actually offers up a tremendous amount of of liquidity as far as capital goes now here's the deal is that um, not only from a military point of view, but also a financial and economic point of view, that it's that that everything in space operates on networks, and so it's easy to um, be able to transfer information or even energy or power from a network almost instantaneously. Think of uh, the cost and um, and the effort to send a hundred uh mails or a hundred letters through the US mail compared to sending a hundred emails. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about here. So the possibility is for them to be able to get this renewable energy, I mean solar energy, and being able to beam that down to the planet from for, to to basically any location in the earth is a gigantic advantage, uh, technical and military, that the Chinese may have an advantage over. This also means that, let's say, for instance, we were involved in a conflict with China or any other country, that from space, they could actually affect our power grid and shut down all of our energy, stymieing us. So what this means is that they can easily have a leg up, not only militarily, but also uh, financially, which would devastate our unalienable rights that we have that are God given. And that's exactly what their, their plan is. is. Now we talk about what um, we talked about this last week on the show and how companies like Badu are stealing our, 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 our corporate intelligence. Exactly. And so um, another aspect of being able to have these Mm -hmm. space networks is a higher degree of security. So things like this couldn't happen. Now, the good news is this, is that the analogy that uh, General Lieutenant General Quest had uh, said, I keep looking down at his name, um, is that uh, America is like a race car who's been winning every race for the last 70 years going 100 miles per hour, and we're in the lead. But China now has figured out how to go 150 miles per hour, and they're Mm -hmm. catching up. Right now, we've depleted our our space program. We don't even have the technology or capability to send a man up into space today. Did you know that we actually use the Russians to send anybody up to the International Space Station? We don't even use our own technology anymore. We shut that down. And so this is huge. What I said is the good news is that if we are to get serious about um, shuttles right now, um, the shuttle program is shut down. That does not happen anymore. That shut down about eight years ago. I remember the last shuttle when they brought it back. It's in a museum here uh, at the uh, the Science Museum here in Los Angeles. It, it ain't going anywhere anymore. Dude, and, this is uh, all deeply disturbing. Well, the good news is this, that there are people now that are in charge that understand the significance of this. They understand that it needs to be separated from the Air Force because we don't want to suck uh, resources away from the Air Force. And we Mm -hmm. don't want the Air Force looking at this as uh, just a tool for themselves. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, And and if we start developing on this right now, we can really get a head start over China and allow that domination of China to never happen. But that means we do have to start right now.
0: Absolutely. I can't believe I've said this for years. I can't believe we don't have a moon base in 2020.
1: Interesting that you said that because Uh, the Chinese uh, have landed within the last uh, year or two, Uh, a space probe on the dark side of the moon. And not only have they found rich resources there that could be transferred back to the United States. I mean, to the, to the earth, which would provide trillions of dollars of resources, but they've also found military advantages there as well. Now the Chinese do not have the ability to put a man in space. But that's only limited. Right now, we don't have the ability to put a man in space either. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? But things could change, and it could change quickly. And I think it's important that guys like us get the word out there so people understand uh, what this whole space force is about. No, geez.
0: That really, really is very disturbing. So yeah, we definitely need to support that. Merle, we are at an hour. I just see. Yeah, I know. I know. We really went on some rants here. All good stuff. I thought it was very uh, informational and and fun to talk about. Uh, Wanted to
1: see if you had any impeachment updates that you wanted to share. Not so much of an update. I mean, everybody is seeing what's happening right now. Uh, we're in the Senate now. We've had uh, some long days uh, that the uh, the Democrats are stating their case, and then we're going to have some long days where the Republicans will be stating their defense. <clears throat> I, uh, about a month ago, said this is really one of the most exciting uh, historical events that's happening. And... <clears throat> pardon me exciting i've, I've changed I my mind
0: not i know because i'm finding it so ridiculous i boring.
1: hate it um somebody compared it to groundhog day they're just saying the same thing the yeah. same way every time uh in fact barry i have found that I can't listen to it anymore. Um, it uh, it brings me down. Uh, it yes. gives me that dark feeling. Um, yes. I, I feel that it's a thousand percent partisan and it, uh, it kind of makes me feel sick. And I actually started to become enraged and I started to feel hate even. Mm-hmm. And see, yeah. these are things that are uh, not part of my personality and mm-hmm. things that i never want to be a part of my personality. And that's when I realized I have to step away from this. And I also feel bad for, I mean, if that's happening to me, it must be happening to most people here in America. I mm-hmm. think the very best thing that could happen is that after they get rid get through these arguments, they're going to have a, a vote. Uh, and that vote is going to be whether to move forward or to dismiss the case. Now mm-hmm. 21 attorney state attorney general sent a letter to uh to the Senate last uh, or earlier this week uh recommending that they dismiss the case and that's what the vote is going to be whether to dismiss the case or not they're mm-hmm. saying that because the articles of uh, of impeachment do not line up with the criteria that's in the constitution of treason, high crimes and misdemeanors or bribery, that this sets up a terrible precedent going into sure. the future and dangers the country so that any president, whether they're Democrat or Republican, will be impeached right away. For and sure. not only that, that, every single president would have been guilty of the same thing leading up to even George Washington because every president has claimed um presidential uh uh what is it um authority yeah they they don't I have know to get certain pre, uh, information presidential <laughs> ah, i forgot my name but you guys know what i'm talking about
0: yeah and i do too and i was just reading an article about that where this guy was talking about this and uh it says from 2009 through early 2017, President Obama's supporters brightly enabled him as he trampled the Constitution's parchment barriers to implement progressive policies, colon, granting lawful presence to millions of aliens, suspending enforcement of marijuana laws, rewriting onerous provisions of Obamacare, entering into international, in quotes, agreements without s- Senate ratification. Yes. And the list goes on and on. The and Iran thing.
1: Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. look at Fast and Furious. It's a presidential privilege, by the way. Um, uh, so, so executive privilege. Uh, Obama claimed executive privilege on Fast yeah. and Furious, and on the subpoenas yeah. went on un, un, unanswered. And and that's always been. Even Washington claimed uh, executive privilege because there are some things that need to be kept secret. And that's Mm. why we have an executive to be able to manage those things by taking that away. You neuter that second branch of the government, you weaken our government and cause it to move quickly towards a tyrannical form. So these are, these are the stakes that we're looking at here. Um, here's the good news. The good news is this, you and I are seeing this and like most of the American people, we're sick of it. And Mm. we don't want our freedoms to be taken. And we say we can see what's happened in Virginia, where uh, the gun rights thing that's coming to uh, everyone in America, uh, every state in America, what Mike Bloomberg is trying to do by buying the election. And here's the deal is that these people seem to think that the rights that we have under the Constitution and the Bill of Rights are privileges that American people are given by the government. But that's exactly not what our country is based on. The Declaration of Independence makes it entirely clear that these are not privileges. These are unalienable rights that are given to us by God and the function of the government is to protect those rights. So when we hear politicians speaking in a different way, that these are given to us, rights given to us sure. by the government or privileges that right. can be given or taken away, beware. Yeah, totally agree with you.
0: Yeah, I just can't wait to be done with this. And Me too. I, I just want to stress that all I want is I want to get back to respectable politics. And I don't see that happening anytime in the near future. I've mentioned this before. Um, I, def- I think that Trump acts like a 12 or 14 year old. All the time. I really do. And I do find him embarrassing. I think he's done a lot of good because he's the kind of the um, uh, a, a antidote to the political correctedness that we've, uh, and I should say the identity politics and all that bullshit that we've had kind of press, uh, pushed down our throats. But the left's, uh, the left's way of dealing with it, well, if he's going to act like a 12-year-old, we're going to act like eight-year-olds. We'll beat mm-hmm. him and that's what i am completely sick of i am absolutely tired of that i don't find anything about the the president the the run of uh, the democrats right now with warren and i don't know uh biden is just boring but probably I think their front runner is probably Elizabeth Warren. And I, th- I think that, uh, she's completely a joke. I really like Tulsi Gabbard because she's anti establishment. She's completely adult and respectable. And yet the left one want, wants nothing to do with her. She's even a woman and she's of, you know, whatever race, uh, Hawaiian, uh, but it, it checks a box in their, their race box. um, 'Cause that's so important. So I, I just I'm I'm disappointed in the state of politics right now. And I just think that we're light years away from getting maturity back into it. That's all you know.
1: I, I see it, uh, I, I'm sick of it as well. I agree with you on that, but I do see it a little differently. Um, okay. Um, <clears throat> I I wouldn't say that I like President Trump's uh, uh, behavior all of the time. However, I wouldn't say that it was Trump acting like a 12-year-old first. Uh, What I would say is this, is that there definitely is an establishment in Washington that is – in a bubble that uh, is completely unaffected by the plight of the common man here in America, and that they have systematically been fleecing not only our, our finances, but our but our liberty and that uh, Trump is the anti-establishment person that we voted in because we realize that our liberties are being sapped away from us. And as we take a look at how Trump has defended himself, let's face it. Uh, they actually began to spy on his campaign. Uh, they tried to railroad before he was elected. They were spying on. They had. They. If you read the AG report or the uh, the IG report, uh, you'll see that they had informants inside of the president uh, the um, the president elects campaign while he was campaigning, and information about what he was doing and how he was doing it was being shared. Uh, with his opponents, and not only that, but as soon as he got elected, they tried to take down. They took down Flynn right away on a on a bogus call. They took down Manafort. Uh, he, he was completely unrelated to the election. Uh, they've tried to taint everything that he said all along. They've they've spoken about impeachment uh, from before he ever even had one day in the office. The whistleblower yep. himself now is on the record of of, of saying how can we impeach President Trump two weeks after he was elected? So I sure. I believe that there is an establishment that does not actually care about our constitutional rights, and that we elected President Trump to fight this, and um, we needed a Mike Tyson type of a fighter to come in to fight this type mm-hmm. of of tyranny, the kind that will bite your ear off if he starts to <laughs> lose. And I'm telling you that you know what as far as my liberty is concerned i think it's ugly but if he can get the job done then i'm all for him um that's all i have to say about that
0: okay man i really appreciate that i definitely worry about the constitution the health of the constitution as we move forward and we are right now in a state of uh, do or die and i mean seriously That's why I
1: say, if we have to bite someone's ear off in order to save the Constitution, then so be it. We've got to fight for it. Um, It's unfortunate, but it's just like Ronald Reagan said, is that uh, liberty is not inherited. We have to fight for it in every generation. And, And this is the only guy that was up for election the last round that was willing to fight for it. None of the other Republicans were. None of the Democrats were. So this is the fight of our lives literally yeah it was about draining the swamp um, we have got to
0: wind this up. We're at an uh, hour and 11. And I just want to say thanks to everybody for listening. And please give us any comments at uh, over50startingover.com. You can send us an email there or on our YouTube channel. And please subscribe. You'll find our audio subscriptions as well as our YouTube right at over50startingover.com. So we hope to uh, uh, hear from you guys and uh, hook up with you guys next week. Merle, it's been great. It sure has, Barry.
1: Yep. All right, buddy.
0: See you.